Welcome to OK-ish, a podcast all about mental health in the modern world. I'm Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to strip away misunderstandings about therapy and share exactly what I do in an honest way. Don't worry, you won't hear inspirational quotes or be told to spend more time doing self-care. I'm here to get to the real stuff using my own experiences as a therapist and as a really messy human being. Come and laugh at yourself with me as you learn not how to become great, but how to become okay-ish. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in with me today. As always, I'm your host, Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to strip away some misunderstandings about mental health. And today, I want to introduce a very trendy term to you. And you might be surprised by this trendy term because I honestly never thought that this word would be classified as trendy. But here we are. And that word, ladies and gentlemen, is sorry. All right, let me give you some background about why I'm talking about the word sorry. Actually, I'm going to take us back in history a little bit, even though I don't know much about history. The word sorry has always been a bit of a news topic. Whenever celebrities or politicians or notorious people in history have made apologies, or lack thereof, it has been a huge deal. Like, we all learn and know about Richard Nixon's lack of apology when he said, I am not a crook, and when Bill Clinton lied under oath saying that he did not have sexual relations with that woman, which he later then said sorry Right? Like these are huge stories that we teach in school and we learn about our whole lives. And some people actually spend their entire careers studying these missteps and apologies. So, fast forward a lot. In the early 2000s, the hashtag sorry not sorry became popular. It was honestly difficult to find any information about the origin of this phrase sorry not sorry. Just that in like 2001, some internet user changed an internet thread from sorry, Stephen, to sorry, not sorry, Stephen. I guess that's how this hashtag started. If anyone knows who Stephen is, send me a message. I'd love to know. But anyways, this hashtag sorry, not sorry thing kind of started as like a bitchy or sarcastic thing to say. Right, similar to that new phrase, by Felicia, as kind of like a I don't care type attitude. So this hashtag, sorry not sorry, has been gaining traction since the early 2000s. But then if we fast forward a little bit, in 2017, Demi Lovato came out with a song called Sorry Not Sorry which changed the intonation a little bit of this phrase. It changed it from that kind of sarcastic, bitchy tone to self-empowerment. From my understanding, I think the song is based off a recent breakup. I don't know if that's true, but if you look at the lyrics, it, it kind of sounds like a breakup song. But the tone of the word sorry for this phrase is very different. It's much more self-empowerment, I am who I am sorry, not sorry for who I am kind of thing. So now that we know a little tiny bit of that history, a little snippet, you may be wondering why I'm telling you all of these random things about the word sorry. Well, 
The oh-so-lovely self-help industry got a hold of this word and ran with it. Almost every single self-help book I have read talks about either the importance of saying you're sorry to other people or forgiving other people who have either said sorry or maybe who haven't said sorry, but the importance of forgiving. It's all over the self-help world. And then in 2019, Rachel Hollis, a self-help guru, came out with a book called Girl, Stop Apologizing. So it's weird because even though the self-help industry has kind of glommed onto this word, there's a lot of different messages around it. Some self-help books talk about the importance of apologizing. Rachel Hollis's book says stop apologizing. Some of it just focuses on forgiveness of others. So the messaging is a little confusing. And then last year, when the BLM movement really got publicized in 2020, really got a lot of traction, I don't know if you remember, but there were all these celebrities and public figures who were seen very publicly apologizing for past racial statements that they had made. So it's kind of crazy. Giving all this background on the word sorry, honestly, I can't help but think, oh my gosh, how have I not done an episode on this yet? So I'm so excited to talk about it today. But the real reason I was inspired to do this episode today isn't necessarily because the self-help industry has taken this word and ran with it, but because Rachel Hollis, that woman who wrote Girl Stop Apologizing, had to say sorry not once, but twice two weeks ago. And the reason she had to say sorry twice was because her first apology didn't appear heartfelt. So she deleted it and made a second apology. And it made me realize, I don't think people know what sorry actually means. So here we are today. So with all that history being said, I want to share a crazy fact. It's going to blow your mind. And that fact is the word sorry and the word apology have very different definitions. Before we go on, it's really important to note that those are not synonymous. Sorry means feeling distress over someone's misfortune. Apology, on the other hand, means a regretful acknowledgement of an offense. So with these definitions in mind, I can feel sorry without having done anything wrong or without the situation having anything to do with me. I can feel sorry. Giving an apology, however, which often uses the word sorry, is very personal and has everything to do with an offense that I have committed towards another and that I feel regretful about it. So that's really important to note before we go on. The other thing I want to share is that apologies are very important. Any type of healthy relationship involves apologizing. We're not perfect human beings. We're all only okay-ish. We know that. So we make mistakes. We hurt those around us. We hurt loved ones. And if we want to keep those relationships and keep those relationships strong, apologies are necessary. But maybe not the type of apology you're used to. So I have three do's and three don'ts of apologies. 
Again, that may surprise you. So I want to start off by focusing on the don'ts. This is what Rachel Hollis did in her initial apology. This is what we often do in apologies. But they're really important to not do because it kind of takes away the sincerity and it takes away the meaning. All right. So the first don't, and this is a big one, big, big, big one, is do not blame the other person when you are apologizing. Now, you may be thinking, okay, that sounds obvious, but we do that all the time. Recently, someone texted me and said, sorry, you're upset. Like, do you feel bad that I'm upset or are you apologizing for something? Like, I'm, I'm confused at what this is trying to portray, right? Like, if you're apologizing for something, then I don't know what you're trying to apologize for. If you generally feel bad that I'm upset, okay, maybe say that. But like, have you, uh, this happens in relationships all the time right? Like I'll see like the worst thing somebody can say in a relationship is, oh, sorry, you're mad, (laughs) right? Like, oh, that's happened to me and it just makes me even more mad, right? So not blaming the other person, right? So saying, saying sorry that you're upset, sorry that you're mad, those aren't great ways to apologize. That's a big don't. But also, Sorry, I only did this because you. Now, maybe that's true. Maybe what the other person did triggered you to behave in some way, and that's worth a conversation, but that's not an apology. I talk in the therapy room all the time about I statements. People don't know how to use I statements, and I struggle with it too. We're, you know, we're humans, but I statements of I feel regretful. I want to apologize because I did this. Not blaming someone else. That's that's blaming, not an apology. So the first big don't is put it on the other person. Do not blame the other person. The second don't that I want to share is saying I'm sorry and then explaining the past. Now bear with me on this because yes, If we're in a relationship, if it's with a family member, with a friend, it's important to explain where we were coming from, why we behaved in the way we did, that kind of thing. However, we can't change the past. The purpose of apologies is to shift a pattern in the relationship, to shift a pattern in behavior. So don't stay stuck explaining too much of the past. You know, there's a fine line between explaining the past and going into defensive mode. So keep in mind that, yes, sometimes we want to provide an explanation to share where we're coming from and what made us do the things that we do. But if we stay stuck in that, then that's just staying stuck in the past and becoming defensive. And then the third big don't of apologizing is don't say you're sorry if you're not sorry. Don't say you're sorry if you're not sorry, because guess what? People can see through that. (laughs) People can see through that. Talk about the situation. Explore it. Look at why the other person is upset. Try to understand what's going on. But saying sorry just to say sorry when you're not actually sorry doesn't do anything. 
And it's interesting. We often say sorry just in daily language, right? Like, oh, sorry, I'm late. Or you accidentally let the door go behind you instead of holding it for the other person. And you're like, oh, sorry. Like, yeah, you mean it. But it's taking the power away from that word. Because if we use it so often, it takes the power away from it. And research says that this actually changes people's views of us. That it can take away like credibility, re- power, respect. So the the gurus suggest instead of saying, oh, sorry, I'm late, say, oh, thank you for waiting. Instead of saying, sorry, I messed up. Oh, thank you for understanding. That kind of thing. It's kind of interesting to think about it in that way. So the three don'ts, just to summarize, are don't blame the other person when you're sorry. Explain the past, but don't just explain the past. Don't get so caught up in the past that you end up just defending yourself. And the third don't is do not say sorry if you're not actually sorry. All right. Now let's talk about what to do. So the first thing, and I just kind of said this a little bit, but the first really, really big tip for apologies is to thank the other person. To thank the other person for understanding that we're humans and we make mistakes. It takes compassion to understand and to forgive. And that's something to be thankful for. So thanking the other person. The second do of apologies is be sincere. Like I said, don't say sorry unless you actually mean it. My parents taught my my sister, brother, and I, which this isn't quite true, but they got to the point. When we were little, they would tell us that saying sorry means you'll never do it again. So you know how little kids often say sorry because they know it's like the magic word that, you know, they can whatever, get out of jail free card, right? So my parents always said, do not say sorry unless you are prepared to not do whatever it was again, which is something really important to think about, right? Like apologies are way more than just feeling bad, than feeling regretful. They're a change in behavior. So if we're apologizing and being sincere, Then we're explaining why we're sorry, why we're feeling regretful, what we want to change and do different. It completely changes the conversation. And a little trick into being sincere, stop saying the word sorry and start saying I apologize. We've taken meaning from the word sorry and I apologize can sometimes mean a little bit more. And the third do for apologies, and this may surprise you, but research shows that apology jewelry actually works. That gifts to show you're sorry, to show your interest in changing your behavior, to show your commitment to changing behavior, they work. Apparently they help. Who knew? Who knew? So... Again, to summarize, the three do's for apologizing is thanking the person for understanding, being sincere, sharing what we're going to do differently, remembering what my parents said, that sorry means that we're committing to not doing that again. And, you know, if you want to throw in a nice little gift there, that works too. (laughs) 
Now, I do have to know, after talking about the self-help industry taking over the word sorry, there's good intentions behind it, right? Like there's good intentions that Demi Lovato had in her song about we don't want to apologize for who we are. We want to feel empowered to be ourselves and be authentic and all of that. And those are good things. Yet true apologies, when we feel regretful for actions that we have taken, are necessary. They're difficult and they're uncomfortable and they are really vulnerable, but they are needed for any relationship, friends, family, romantic, whatever relationship, to last and to grow into the okay-ish relationship it can be. Disclaimer. This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.